What's up, beautiful souls? Welcome to this Saturday night soul session, Deeper Truth Healing Hour with me, Reverend LC. I'm grateful as always to be here. I, uh, again, am always grateful when I get to come and sit in a space of, of healing and, and sharing. And I honestly still sometimes just cannot believe that I'm even here and doing this and that anybody shows up and finds any value in in what i'm talking about and and i hope that you find value in what i want to talk about tonight because it's with a really heavy heart and in the midst of a process that i get to come to you tonight and of course like most things that are really heavy and when we're going through it we often question whether we should share and you know different places but but you know, I feel for me that in my message that it's often valuable for me to share while I'm going through it, sometimes especially if it's if it is something that is not I don't want to say serious because it's all serious, but I mean, this is like a catastrophic thing in my heart right now. And some of the things I've been struggling with, maybe you've been struggling with too. And so I want to talk to you tonight about don't rush your healing process. You know, for it's human to want to rush through pain. It is especially human to want to rush through pain and healing and growth processes, especially for us in with the addictive substance use disorder background, because ultimately we know that there is a way to press an escape button. But what we also know in our recovery process is that it doesn't take anything away nor does it cure anything. In fact, it only makes it worse. You know, that pain is still there. We're adding things to it when we go to a place of escape and those coping mechanisms. But at the same time, you know, the temptation can be even greater for those of us, Some, you know, a lot of times that, that have the knowledge of that avenue. And so this is one of the reasons why I continuously call you recovery warriors because there are people going through things in this world right now that have no knowledge of that escape button that we have and for them they're going through pain and heartache and grief and loss and all of that stuff but for us we're going through it with an added temptation or trigger and I don't really care whether you're in day one or year one year five coming up on 10 years in recovery or in your 30th year of recovery the healing journey is ever evolving we never get to a place where there's not a destination we get to and there is never anything that's happening in our lives that we can't honestly grow from to me what goes along with that same hard temptation of that escape button is the gift of recovery, of knowing what's on the other side, and to know that the perseverance to stand in our healing, to stand in our pain, to go through triggers that often hold treasures, whether we can see them in the moment, which most of the times we can't, and that's okay, but to know through our past journey however long that is, whatever work we've done, that 
there is treasure within our trauma and that if we stand in that healing process and we honor it, no matter how hard and heartbreaking it is, and we do it without judgment, then there is always a next place to be. And it doesn't mean that those areas might not be painful from here until we draw our last breath, but the pain doesn't have to debilitate us. Okay, that's the message. Bye-bye. I'll see y'all next Saturday. I'm just flaying. All right. Well, I'm grateful again to be here. Um, I want to talk to you right now before we get good and started about my good friend Pamela Topchian's book. I didn't come this far to only come this far. It is available on Amazon. You can also look at Pamela Topchian's um, original art, her journals, all of the amazing healing and beautiful things that this amazing human being is putting out in the world. And if you're going through something right now, this is probably an amazing book for you to pick up and to really find hope and, and glory in the healing process and a woman who's honored her healing journey. She's a big inspiration for me. I'm grateful to call her my friend, my soul sister. She is amazing. So pick this book up. I didn't come this far to only come this far. And I also wanted to add Sober is a new cool.ca where you can get your new love wins. Sober is a new cool gear. Um, I, I, I wore this shirt today because sometimes in the world and the climate we're in right now, I need to be reminded that love wins. We find ourselves in very trying times in this world, and it doesn't really matter quite where you find yourself, what community, what what soul family you find yourself in or what you're looking at. It's hard to escape fear. It's hard to escape hate. It's hard to escape the pain and the pridefulness of self-righteousness. And a lot of times for myself, I have to be in a constant reminder that love wins. And as long as I can continue to walk in the path of love, regardless of how hard that is, because to me, this might be the hardest time ever to walk in love. But if I continue to take this path and walk this path in love, then love will win. If I turn around and I give in to the fear and I give in to the hate and I stay there, then what we know is that where your energy goes or where your focus goes, that's where your energy flows. And I don't want to lend my energy to help those living in the world of hate that to to possibly prevail so let's be reminded that love always wins regardless of who you are regardless of where you are and let's also remember that when it's hard this is where we know that our tools show up this is how we know how far we've come so well I'm ready to get into this and talk a little more about this. I honor all of you all for being here. I thank you for being here and spending this time with me. Hopefully we're going to get through this with no issues and maybe I won't break down and, and, and cry or whatever. And if I do, you guys will be right here with me. So if you're ready to get into this deeper truth healing hour with me, Reverend LC, I'm ready too. So let's go.
What's up, beautiful souls? Let's look at Sears in the house. What's up, Joni Faulkner? Hey, Pamela Topchian, my sister, my soul sister, my soul family. If there's anyone else in here and I haven't seen your comment or called you out, just know that StreamYard only shows me so many. We're on like six platforms at once, a couple YouTube channels, a couple Twitter channels, and about three Facebook channels. So wherever you are, please keep commenting. I like to go back and read the comments and answer you um, as soon as I have the um the time to do so and again i spoke about this in the beginning you know it's with kind of a heavy heart and i'm not going to share the details of that because it's not really mine to to share about but i just want to say you know <clears throat> we're all going through a space and a time of healing and there are some very big and life-changing events happening in many of our lives and, and sometimes it's easy to compare our processes and, and our what we're going through. It's easy to try to compare that with someone else's and either think we're not far enough or we're so much further that we shouldn't even be worried about what's happening in our lives. And I don't think this is the case at all. You know, that's where we move into the difference between martyrism and, you know, selflessness and selfishness versus selflessness um, and self-care. And, you know, we get into this space where if when we're going through something, we can really experience that guilt and we can get into a place of judging ourselves also for how we're going through things. For me, um, through this this most recent happening, you know, I've felt a lot of guilt. Um, well, I won't let me let me retract that because I have honestly felt some guilt for not feeling guilty about something because I can look back on this, on this area that, you know, my mind saying, well, you should feel guilty. And I'm going to get to in a second why that is, but it says you should feel guilty. But yet my heart knows that in that moment in time that I made the right decision because while I made a decision that was hard at this time, a few years ago, I made a decision that's hard. It, it was ultimately the decision that was best for those involved. And I, I, I sat in meditation and, and a lot of prayer about it and the decision that I made. But see, my mind wants to tell me that I should feel guilty. There should have been, I should have done more. Um, there was more I could have done if I would have just made the opposite decision back then. Maybe this current tragedy would not be happening. But when you come from a space and you make decisions that, that come from a true space of your heart and, and, and that place that you're searching and, and where you pray and you meditate and all the things that you do to really get in touch with the highest and, and greatest version of yourself and your higher power, whatever that is for you, you can stand in the confidence even if the end result doesn't work out the way you hoped that it would. But my mind screams we should feel guilty because this is the way we have grieved in the past. And sometimes when really big 
things, especially grief comes up, especially loss, especially loss of family and friends and and just beautiful human beings in your life or, you know, in the world. When we lose that, we have the tendency because there's not a lot. What do we do with this? You know, and, and, and I and, it, and it's so important when it comes to grief and loss, because that in and of itself is its own special type of pain because it's not anything you can reverse. There is not that chance then to make right the wrongs or do all the things that you see in hindsight, in hindsight maybe you should do and all of that stuff. So when we're dealing with grief, grief is almost this place of desperation where we start to internally start grabbing at, you know, everything that we can possibly grab at because we're, we're tempted. We want to rush this through because none of us like pain. You know, we're still in the process of kind of reprogramming our mind that says, you know, that, that pain has glory if it is if it is used and healed and, and it creates a positive space where once there was a negative space within and, and, and all of that stuff through the recovery process. But it is just so tempting to want to rush it through and please let me hurry up and get done with this because this hurts and I don't like to hurt. And I've been struggling with this. this is why I'm sharing this with you. You know, I, I, I went in and I spoke with my own therapist and that's mostly of what I'm, uh, you know, sharing with you tonight. What's up, Lisa? Um, hey, James. Um, this is what mostly what I'm, sh you know, sharing about tonight was that, you know, that, that moment when I went in and said, I just want to rush through this. This is so hard. And I feel my mind wanting to reach back in time for ways to, to deal with this. Because sometimes when we're in pain, we put more pain on ourselves. We will take in pain with ourselves and, and we will try to make that worse. It's almost like internally we feel like we got to hurt as bad as this thing hurts. And we haven't necessarily always separated the fact that something can hurt and we can feel pain, but we don't have to become pain. And I feel the guilt as well, you know, that the guilt that I do feel, and this is new for me, is that should, do I have the right to be this upset, you know, as this was not necessarily my person. I look and compare myself, you know, to this other person. And I think, you know, this person deserves way more pain than I should be feeling. But yet at the same time, I had to be reminded that our pain is very different and yet very valid. This, 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 this loss speaks to me on a greater level of, of humanity in that we all deserve to be validated on this earth because we are breathing and we are here and we are created 
as we are to move through this journey that becomes ours and is personal to us, even if we spend so many years trying to fit into these grooves of society and these grooves of normal and to check all these boxes. And then most of our pain comes in the fact that we don't fit in these boxes and so we continuously do different things that are often very self-harming to fit in these boxes that people say if you fit in this box and this box you're okay and i don't think there is a person alive that truly fits into a man-made definition and box even if we think so, there are probably still places within our lives that we just don't share with people because we think no one will accept me if they know this. And for some people, those things are at a level that they can do that and that's okay. But there are other unique human beings in the world that are wandering through this world and they're confused because they don't feel like they fit anywhere. And yet society says, but you must fit. And if you don't, we don't know what to do with you. So we will outcast you. And with so much. What's up, Brandy? Congratulations for your new addition. Um, for so many human beings, this becomes a lifelong struggle. And I just, and, and, and in the climate we're in now, we have so many people grabbing their two seconds of fame because they jump on a bandwagon of a conversation that they forget is hurting real human beings. And while there are people out in the world that are wandering the earth that feel alone, that feel like since they don't fit anywhere, that they will just stay by themselves and that to me is heartbreaking. And so <clears throat> when I visit this pain that I'm in and this loss, what's up, Jimmy? This is the place in which I'm coming from. And it is very different than the other human that I'm talking about. And, and I am learning through this as well to be a friend and to stand in that gap and to honor both my pain and this other person's pain. You know, and, and, and I love this part, not the situation, but I love being able to stand in the gap and just be an open space of, of love. And I know the word love is so overused and yet underdefined, especially in our world today. But it is such a powerful word. I think the word love and all of its meanings is so much bigger than our own human mind and heart can, can conceive of that we break it down into these easy terms. And I am on a journey in my life and in my recovery to understand as much of the bigness that is love that I possibly can and to share it with as many different human beings as possible. 
And so again, I thank you all for allowing me to come here and share it with you and to be able to have that experience. And so that's what we're talking about, not rushing through your healing, because if we rush through this, if we just try to get this over with, we're going to miss the treasures that will one day be discovered. You know, we talk about treasure and, and, and we, we often think of buried treasure and, and pirate treasure and all of these things that people bury in hopes to one day be able to utilize it, but they never go back and get it. Something happens and now you have people that dedicate their life to searching for buried treasure. And I think about that same thing within our hearts, especially in the recovery community. Because we've spent so many years escaping our pain that basically we've buried the treasures of our pain. And when we honor our healing process and move through it in its time, because there is no time, never let anybody, especially when it comes to grief and loss, but never let anybody tell you when you should be over something. I don't think we ever get over loss of human life. I think we reach different levels of acceptance. And I think we have different levels of growth within there. And that, that, that finding the message within and making changes within our lives to say, maybe I did not value that person enough. I'm going to now take from this pain of this loss. And I'm going to value the people that are in my life now. No matter what, where they are, no matter who they are. Because unconditional love says you don't have to be anything other than you for me to love you. Conditional love, however, says in order for me to love you or to be around you or to communicate with you, you have to be this, 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 and this. And so many of us call conditional love unconditional because we think we're supposed to. But if we really sat down and examined it, we would find that there are quite a few conditions on our love. And we don't have to feel guilt and shame for, for being able to define the places in our life that probably need some healing. We hate sometimes to look at those places because we think somehow we feel the shame or we feel the guilt or I should be doing it better or I should be over this by now or I should, you know, whatever. And I'll never forget being in an, an IOP class very early in recovery when I heard a therapist say, hey, stop shooting yourself. You're shooting all over yourself and it stinks and it's gross and you're feeling terrible. And she was so right. And I began in that moment to start to utilize the tool of not shooting myself. Because how do we really define shoulds? Often we're defining I should have after we've gained the knowledge of the decision we made. And now we know better. So we think I should have made a different decision or I should have been closer to that person or I should have done more. But really, we did what we could with the capacity that we had in the time. And to should ourselves 
is only creating more pain and shame and sorrow. And for those of us in the substance use disorder recovery process, those things become toxic. Because the disease of addiction is fueled by shame and guilt and shoulds. And so we learn at whatever stage of the process you're in to stop those moments when they occur and to redirect that energy. And while in this time of, of, of grieving that I'm working through now, I'm going through so many emotions within what seems like the span of a day. And really, it's the span of minutes. And I want to scream so loudly at humanity and say, what's wrong with us? How easy is it because of our social media, because of the pushes of the buttons, and we're not really in the room with people to, to see how what we're saying or how we're acting is affecting them. It's easy for us to forget that there are human beings on the other side of this stream that are hearing how unvalidating you believe they are. And we... It's so easy for us to forget. And so I'm going through the process where I get so mad. And I want to do something. And then I get so sad. And yet I feel my soul say, it's not time to move yet. It's not time to move yet. I'm building a message within you, Elsie. But it is not time to deliver it. Because if you deliver it now you're very likely to cross that very thin line of being in the same energy, in the same space, just believing you're on the right side. And so through this pain, I'm honoring this process and I'm reminding myself not to rush through it. I'm reminding myself not to escape. And I'm holding space for myself when I do escape, if I want to spend all day in my chair watching Netflix. Because it's so much easier to do than to continue to ask the questions in my mind, to continue to notice how broken my heart feels, how empty my world feels at moments. And I had to be reminded not to judge myself for how I'm going through this. Because in the initial process, I told you guys, I, I ran straight to my therapist's office. Like I needed to say this out loud to another human being that was not going to placate me or tell me, you know, it's okay. Somebody that was just going to had to had to hold space for me and is really good at it and was also able to lend me some extra tools or remind me of tools that I had, but to also give me wisdom. And one of those great nuggets of wisdom was don't judge yourself. Because in that space where I was saying, well, my mind's telling me that I should feel guilty about this certain situation, but my heart is saying that I did make the best decision for all that was involved. And I was still, even though my heart was saying, you made the right decision, Elsie, 
my mind was saying, yeah, but it would be so much easier if we could just get down in this pain and feel some familiar feelings like guilt. You know, that's familiar. That will somehow help in this situation. And then that leads to judgment of saying, well, I shouldn't be feeling that. Why am I feeling this? I shouldn't be feeling this, but I am. And when I judge where I'm supposed to be versus honoring where I am, then I'm missing the process. And the judgment comes as an attempt, a very underlying subconscious attempt to rush the process. Because rushing the process is not necessarily rushing it to healing, trying to rush it away. And that's what we do when we find ourselves in places of relapse, when maybe something gets so overwhelming to us that we tap out for that moment. And then our mind will go really crazy. Oh, you should feel guilty about that. You've lost all your time. You've lost all your stuff. You've done this. And it's not true. It's not true. You reached a moment. You had your moment. Stand back up where you are. Find the power in that pain. Move forward. There's glory and growth in the pain. Oh, gosh. I I was thinking about this, too. You know, guy, I'm coming up on 10 years, consecutive years in recovery on the 18th of this month. In fact, in just a few days. And... Um, there's been so much introspection, you know, going back, going back to the day that I started and, and, and there's so many different big changes happening in my life right now. I'm making some really big shifts and some big changes and there's a lot of expansion and then there's a lot of grief and loss that's going on. And I started thinking about, about triggers and how things get so triggering and, and how I used to run and fight triggers, basically fight to keep them away and how different my life and my recovery process became when I began to honor the trigger and, and search for the information that the trigger holds. Because sometimes when we think we're going backwards, especially when we talk about relapse and we think that we're going backwards, we're really not. The trigger holds so much information about how far you've come and about more things that we can work on. And, and to know that triggers can be treasure really changed my entire recovery game. Because when we're trying to just hold triggers back and, and trying to just resist them and keep them at arm's length, we're, we're not healing from that. We're not working on that. We're, we're doing that in fear because we're so afraid that the trigger is going to overwhelm us and take us over that we fail to realize and remember that we have ultimate power. And when we allow it in and we, we sit in that, in that space and we honor that pain. And I know it sounds like two different things that we're talking about tonight, but it's really not. Because growth comes when we sit in that pain and we honor it. 
And that's the moment that we realize that this cannot take me under. That I am still holding on to the line of my recovery, of my healing, of my higher power, of whatever that source is. I'm hanging on to that. I'm letting this trigger teach me so much more about me. And if we will begin to create strategies from our places of relapse or our places from slipping down sometimes and skinning our you know knee and or having a broken heart or or going through different things through our recovery process when we will really look that over and celebrate the places where we didn't deal with it exactly the same way as we would have before even though it feels so awful in the moment to kind of celebrate yourself in the midst of such loss and grief and sadness. There is a moment for both. And, and, and it's just such a valuable thing to go through and honor yourself no matter what. And I tell you again, my recovery game changed so much when I stopped fighting against everything, when I stopped white knuckling just not to go out the door and use that day because I was being triggered. When I started looking at the triggers and not giving the trigger control over my life, but me taking control of the trigger because I allowed myself to sit in the presence. Now, listen, I'm not talking to you if you're in day one or you're in day two and you're just trying to get that foundation underneath you. Do what you got to do. Okay, do what you got to do. But some people have 25, 30 years of sobriety time and have yet to step into recovery. Because they're still just resisting everything and they'll take everything out of their lives that might be triggering. But how do you know who you really are if you're never triggered? How will you ever know how far you've come or what your tools are or what works and what doesn't if you never allow yourself to be triggered? And sometimes we can get called back into that place just to be shown how what what different humans we are what how far we've come how far we have left to go and maybe there's somebody that we maybe had to walk away from for a season to get our to get some healing to to get some perspective to grow in a lot of different ways and maybe you go back and you find those people that you had to move away from in that time that they have changed too and maybe there's something that you can lend so sometimes when we're being called back we're not being called backwards we're being called back to a place that maybe we once left in order for growth. That's right, Pamela. We got to feel it to heal it. And we got to feel it to heal it. And I know that it's hard in certain times. And I know that there will be moments throughout the process where there will be questions and there will be 
things that will never be answered. And we will have to go to that place of what ifs and and all of those questions that especially the emotion of grief, the process of grief brings up in us. And if I can just share anything that has been very helpful through to, through this process for me, and I've already said it, I'm going to say it again, is do not judge where you are. Do not judge how you're feeling. Do not judge how you're dealing with things. Do not judge yourself based on the opinions of others. It's just so important that we do that. I just looked down at my notes and it just says, honor your healing journey without judgment. You know, it again, it's such it's such a strange time to live in because we're going through such great shifts on such a different human level. What's up, Martin, my brother, my soul brother? And it is a really, really strange time, exciting and heartbreaking to be alive. And I think that every generation has had their shifts and their uproar and their turmoil. And a lot of what we're seeing right now in the world is a grasp at a lot of old paradigms and things that used to work and things that never really did work, but they were just forced in and, you know, people just had to, you had to abide by it or whatever. And I see, I gain hope, clarity, and I get upset sometimes and angry that I see us going back to, to topics and places that we've already fought before. We've already, you know, gained clarity on. And it, I, I'm reminded and I get excited because I see these last ditch efforts to grasp on to the last remaining roots of power that are still reachable by us. But I just want to remind people that for every moment of, of, of dopamine that we gain from the, the self-righteousness of, of how other people's lives should look because we're looking at it through only our perspective, there are human beings on the other side of that that are absorbing that negativity and they're taking it into themselves and it is harming them greatly. And they're not, they're, they're forgetting, or maybe they've never known that their uniqueness is what makes them special. That the, the creation of just that human being, as they are going through what they're going through, is their journey. And the honest truth is it has nothing to do with the rest of us because each and every one of us are here for that very same purpose. We all have our own manifesto. We all have our own design places that we can go and that we should go and things and, and, and healing times that we should go through and parts of our journey. And some of it will make sense at some point and some of it never will. But at the point that we are as divided as we are in the world right now, we make ourselves so weak because we're, we are losing valuable, talented human beings because they are in the world feeling all alone. 
because they're not aware that their uniqueness is their superpower and that honoring your own uniqueness is what truly creates this greatness and this true love of life. And if we think that some other box on the list of what's acceptable boxes to be, to be a human being, especially in this country, probably the world, if we think that another box holds our happiness, we are going to be so greatly diminished when we find out that that box doesn't hold all that you are either. And so let's, if we're watching this podcast and others like this, let's remember that love wins. Let's remember to walk in love. Let's remember that when something or someone and their lifestyle or whatever it is triggers us, that that's an us issue. It's not a them issue. It's an us issue. And that we do the work upon ourselves, that we remind ourselves that as unique as we are, Others are as well. But let's just remember that there are human beings in the world that are feeling alone and they're hurting and they're in spaces where they don't feel like they belong anywhere. And if a, if quite a few of us, if enough of us keep continuously reminding people and ourselves that we belong no matter what, maybe we can help love win versus what's happening and let's just remember, too, that where our attention goes, that is truly where our energy flows. And we may be helping we may be helping the fear grow. We may be helping the hate grow just by our sheer attention on it. And so, you know, I'm going to continue to try to walk on the side of love. I'm going to honor the life that was lost that I have been talking about today and what is such a tragic and sad way i'm going to continue to honor that that human life by honoring my human life and by reminding myself that my experience and my uniqueness is valid regardless of who thinks it might not be and then as long as i constantly and consistently stay true to me and honor my journey and continue to grow and evolve and heal. That I'm doing what I'm supposed to do here. And if I can continue to give a message of love. I will give it until it is no longer my place to do. And so that's going to be my goal through this thing. And anyone who may be out there feeling alone. In whatever space you're in. Or feeling like your life is not valid. Or feeling like you don't fit into the boxes good. Don't fit into the boxes. They're very limiting. And there's not one box that holds your happiness more than another box. Love yourself. Find ways to do that. Surround yourself with voices that tell you that you're amazing and that your life here on this earth is so that, that there's gratitude for that. And people that hold space for you as you, not the you you pretend to be or the you you think you have to be to fit in, but the you that you are. I am a blessed human being to have people right here in this chat who honor and hold space for me 
just as I am. And they don't pressure me to make decisions that make me fit into boxes or check boxes. But people who truly love me, and I love all of you back. It's just, I, I'm blessed. And this situation that's happened and this place where we find ourselves right now and the loss of this beautifully talented human being reminds me that I am a blessed human being. And I'll continue to try to make, hold a space for people in the world that feel like they have no one. So on that note, I wish you guys the most amazing week. Uh, and, uh, you know, don't rush yourself. Don't rush yourself through whatever phase of healing you're in. If you're not in a place of grief and loss and you're just going through a place of, uh, of frustration or whatever it is in your life and your recovery, don't rush your healing process embrace it there is there are gifts there is treasure within whatever tragedy you're going through and for those who are grieving the loss of their loved ones tonight my heart is with you i hold you in my heart and i love you and i hope that you honor your healing as well so you guys i love you and i appreciate you spending time with me and I hope that you found some type of value in this conversation, this content tonight. I guess it's not really a conversation <laughs> when I'm just the one talking. But I'm talking to y'all. Talking to y'all if you don't know it. And I hope that you find some value in this, in this content. And if you do, remember that you can always become a monthly supporter or support the podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash recovery soul food and you can click on the support button you can also follow us on instagram and tiktok and all those places even though i'm not the most active there um, i only put up stuff when i feel inspired to do so so it might be kind of a boring channel but go and follow us anyway it helps the message grow i appreciate you this will be an immediate download be available in about an hour on spotify and tomorrow on apple podcasts and amazon music and all of those places and so if you have the ability make sure that you go and you know subscribe to those channels and do all the stuff please and leave a review if you find value in this and i appreciate you also don't forget pick up pamela topjian's book i didn't come this far to only come this far by going to amazon.com and typing in pamela topjian it is an inspiring book and i can't wait you can also check out martin john's podcast the recover yourself podcast over on youtube it's an inspiring podcast and i love him so much i love all of you oh also remember pick up your love wins you the new sober is a new cool gear at sober is a new cool.ca and join me at 7 p.m eastern standard time with sober is the new cools beautiful kim bellis over on instagram she's going to help me bring in my 10-year recovery anniversary if you will on tuesday night 7 p.m eastern standard time so join us over there sober is the new cool on instagram all right i think that's about it Y'all have an amazing, amazing week. Enjoy your Sunday and all those cool things. And I'll see you next week. Bye.